part two of biblical manhood in the workplace. I'm Jonathan. We have Trent and Matt with us. What's up? What's up? What's up? Yeah, so uh, this is going to be part two. Uh, last week, we we talked about a lot of the issues that we run into in the workplace um, as Christian men. Um, this is, by the way, this is not man enough. Um, yeah, so we're going to pick back up on that. And, and we felt like we left the last time very incomplete because what we did is we, we talked about a lot of the issues that we have. We talked as Christian men in the workplace and a lot of the issues and Honestly, it kind of sounded like confession time for a lot of us. <laughs> but um got a little Catholic up in here. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um I'm definitely yeah. a joke. Yeah, definitely a joke. We're not. Um anyway. So yeah, so we, we, we referenced a lot of stuff of what we should look like and, and how we're failing in that area. Um all of us are to a degree, one degree or another. Um, but we need to look to scripture to see, okay, what what is the what is it supposed to look like in the workplace? So this is going to be more scripture based. Last time we were just kind of chit chatting. We we're just kind of talking about the issues we run into. We, there were scripture references, but we're really going to hit on okay. This is what the Bible says that we should be at work, and then all right, what empowers us to do that? Right? Is it pull up our sleeves, roll up our sleeves and, and, and fix ourselves? Is it pull ourselves up by our bootstraps or is it something else? What does the Bible give us? So that's what we're going to be focused on. Is and there that, any, oh, go, go ahead. Well, well, in other words, if this were a sermon, the part one would be, this is going to be the law aspect of it. And this would be application and, uh, this is going to be application and, uh, basically our hope in, in the gospel and the promises. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I mean, last time we talked about just a lot of the issues, and yeah, law, I guess you could say. Um, it would be the the convicting part of the sermon, not the <laughs> encouraging part is what I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah. We, um, yeah, and this this one might start a little bit the same way. We're going to see what, what we're called to be. And, and so saying that, let's jump right in. Um, I'm going to start off in Titus 2, and, and that's where we're going to be starting off. And I think that this sets it up because I think it gives us both ends. I think it gives us what we should look like, and then it gives us the how-to or the why, um, why we should be this way. So um, Titus 2, and we're going to go to verse 9. All right. Bond servants are to be submissive to their own masters in everything. They are to be well-pleasing, not argumentative, not pilfering, but showing all good faith so that in everything they may adorn the doctrine of God our Savior. I'm going to stop right there, and we're going to talk about that, because this is what we're supposed to look like. This is what we're supposed to look like at work. Y'all want to jump in on that? Yeah, well, I mean, just being submissive <laughs> is, a, is a very right. difficult thing to do. So, so that's, I mean, that's just like thinking through how I am in just at my job you know do i submit do i follow authority well right like, i don't know this is very difficult yeah um argumentative i was about to say <laughs> well even even well pleasing well pleasing and a lot yeah. of people want to well you're, you know, you're just kissing the boss's butt and 
you know, you're just doing this or being a people pleaser. And to a, you can do that to a degree that that isn't good. I'm not gonna say you can't, but right. you should be seeking um, to follow whatever policies you have set in place. You should be seeking to please your boss to make your boss happy. Um, that's not that's not kissing your boss's butt. It should be in a good worker. Yeah, and 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 doing all this, um, it actually says that we may adorn the doctrine of God, our Savior. So kind of like we said last time, we were talking about guys that always want to be a witness at work and they always want to proclaim Christ, but yet they're terrible workers. He's saying be a good worker and you will adorn the doctrine of Christ. Yeah. And I think that's huge um, in, in how we go about our business, that when you work well, when you have the right attitude, you are adorning the gospel of Jesus Christ. We're adorning it. That that's huge. Um, yeah, and I just think of like, and this is not to dog on anybody because I think everybody falls victim of this. Is the the person who says the right things, you know, can theologically is always correct, but always has a bad attitude and is not loving towards others is, you know, you just view them with a bad, you, you know, you always think, you don't think highly of that person, you know, because they, no. don't, they don't show, you know, they don't show God's love to others. Right. It's like, yeah, they have the knowledge, but they don't. It goes back, I think I said this last week, it's one thing to, you can have the knowledge, but to, a, to have it applied to your heart, those are two different things. And a man can learn the knowledge, but only God can apply it to the heart. Yeah. yeah, through through the gospel. Yeah, so I know that y'all have some biblical references as far as what we should look like at work. Y'all care to give us some of those? We're talking about what it looks like for us at work, what we should look like, and then we'll move on to how. What's the how? How do we accomplish this? How do we grow in this area? Go first, oh no! Go ahead, go ahead, man. Oh man! Well, my first one was uh, the first one I had pulled up was more so. I mean, it, it applies to you know it's but it's well. That, I think we probably did the same thing. I went. I went at it's not specifically of how we're to work in the workplace, but more so um, the verses I went to um, is going. How do you accomplish that? And it's found in the gospel. So I just went straight for gospel promises. Well, we'll come to those. So that's that's good. So we'll yeah, need those. I'll probably wait to hop on <laughs> those. That's fine. Yeah. Matt, what you got? Well, I mean, I have the <coughs> other one, too. The, let me pull it up real quick. In Colossians, where it's talking also about bond servants. Um, bond servants, obey in everything those who are your earthly masters, not by way of eye service as people pleasers, but with sincerity of heart, fearing the Lord. Whatever you do, work heartily. As for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ. You know, so many times, um, that's a good reference. Yeah. And we talked about this last time about how when our bosses show up, all of a sudden we kind of straighten up and we get a lot. Yeah. All of a sudden we're like the superhero. We're, right. we're like the greatest worker ever. Um, but... You know, even that um, doesn't quite even capture what it's saying there. 
um, that we should work unto our unto unto them as unto the Lord. Now think about that. Like not that we just straighten up when they yeah when they're not looking and stuff we don't miss, but working as if we are serving Christ Himself. What would we not do for Christ at the workplace? I mean, if Christ was standing right beside you and he was like, "Hey, you know, could you would how good are you know are you going to work today? Are you going to work for me? And you're going to work unto the Lord? What effort would you put forward?" Um, that's the difficulty is here. You got a fallen man, a man, a lot of times our bosses aren't even Christians and we're having to submit to them and work as unto the Lord. And these men are sometimes, I mean, sometimes it might be a terrible boss. Yeah. So that's what I was say. That's going to um, always be the, the pushback is like, wow, you know, my boss is like, but, he, but he's a jerk. Right, you know, and like he he mistreats me or whatever, you know. It's like, oh well, there's there's, you know, <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> right. talk about that. It doesn't talk yeah. about that. It's uh, work as as you would <laughs> unto the Lord. So it's still putting your best effort forward. Um, and I'm not sure that we, again, <laughs> I don't, I don't. I mean, it it's so it's such a hard concept sometimes that you don't even know how to say like, what would I do. Like if, if the Lord Jesus was standing right beside me and asking me to work this job that I'm working right now, what would that look like? I don't even know. Terrifying. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, is it even right for me to like start doing my, like, I don't even know. Or should I just like drop everything? <laughs> no, I think that's, I think that goes back to what Truman was saying. You, you, you turn to him and say, Hey, I need some help. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, is, is this good enough? <laughs> uh, this is slowly uh, getting to, let me show my voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, we are not emphasizing that you need to prove your works to Christ. <laughs> That's no. not the point. Well, what we are saying is that we are to work as unto the Lord at our jobs. Um, and I'm just trying to get people to visualize what that would actually be, what that would look like in your life and how short we do fall of that. Um, well, as a Christian, you would be working out of love for Christ. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Out of recognizing what he's done for you. Right. So. Hard to keep that mindset at work. Yeah. Yeah, especially when you are you have one of those bosses that's, you know, whatever the issue is, he's just, you know, whether he's a jerk or he just, you know, um, he's being unreasonable, you know, it can give so many different ways. But, you know, you're looking at that man and it's exactly what we've been saying. You're like, man, I'm supposed to be working unto the Lord, um, but I'm working for this guy <laughs> right here, right now. Right. I, I've been blessed in a lot of ways with that actually with um not with like a lot of christian bosses but just um i've always seemed to become friends with my bosses and i've never had like a lot of right issues i've had like maybe one or two ever same actually i've, I've yeah. had really good relationships with most of my yeah, bosses like, as well so i used to hang out with blessing. a lot of my bosses like outside of work so it's like <laughs> yeah I, i've done that a few times yeah. too well that's because you're probably not even a christian <laughs> <Just> kidding. <laughs> <laughs> i'm kidding but, yeah. <laughs> no that's that's good actually i mean i've had difficult bosses i've had bosses um accuse me of things i haven't done 
Yeah, I've and, had that and, too. And, and you have you have been in the workforce for twenty odd years more than us, though. I, but I will say the most mistreated I ever had been was when I first started. Oh, that's oh yeah, that's yeah, right. Like yeah. seven seventeen years old and stuff. So, um, here here's speaking to that. You know, when your when your bosses aren't again the the closest thing that we have in scripture is bond servants to masters is the you know that's the closest thing that we have employer to employee in the scriptures and so that's why we're using these i mean you might say well i'm not i'm not a servant and i don't have a master well yeah you 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 kind of do when you're an employee now like i said in america we get to choose where we work for the most part but um that doesn't negate the fact that they are over you and you are working for them and so here we go this is a uh, first peter um First Peter chapter two, uh, verses eight. It'll be verse eighteen is where I'm starting. Servants, be subject to your masters with all respect, not only to the good and gentle, but also to the unjust. For this is a gracious thing when, mindful of God, one endures sorrows while suffering unjustly. It says, "What for? What credit is it if, when you sin and are beaten for it, you endure it? But if, when you do good and suffer for it," endure this is a gracious thing in the sight of god so man stole my scripture reference man yeah, well it keeps going there, <laughs> it does there, i know, I know. It, was still good. it was a good one um so he's basically saying here is hey even when you don't have a gentle uh person that you're working under they're unjust and they treat you terribly um what is it what is it to um, to suffer a beating or a scolding or at work getting wrote up or getting in trouble, getting put on final warning, whatever you want to say, any kind of persecution? Right. What is it worth if you're doing something actually wrong because yeah, you're rebelling? Yeah, if you show up late it? and then get yeah. written up, you have no boast in that. No, and, and you can say, well, my boss is just a jerk, but that isn't – the, the Bible, you know, <laughs> the Lord's saying right there, hey – um, when, when Peter wrote that, he's saying, no, hey, it's it's worth something if you suffer for doing good. Right. So when you come in and you're doing your job faithfully and doing it as unto the Lord and you're still getting persecuted, then that's worth something. But it's not worth anything if you actually sin and you're actually breaking the rules or doing whatever and then you get punished. What is that? I mean, that says nothing about you. Anybody can do that. Um, if anything, it, well, it doesn't say nothing about you. It says negative about you. Actually, it's a, well, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It says nothing about your walk with Christ though. That's, that's basically what I'm saying. It doesn't say anything positive. Yeah. Y'all got anything else? Um, I was just thinking of, this is, it was something I was studying a while back and it came to mind when you said that was a, in the Psalms, there's a Psalm where he talks about, um, He's saying like his enemies coming after him, um, Psalm written by David. And he's saying all these things, they're angry with me or angry at me without cause and stuff. And then um, he goes on. Let me find it real quick. He says like, let not those who hope in you be put to shame through me. He says, oh, Lord, God of hosts, let not those who seek you be brought to dishonor through me, O God of Israel. And so I just thought that was a good, just thinking of like, like you're 
witness through your work of how you handle mistreatment and stuff like that, of like handling it well, of not letting, not bringing low the name of Christ, I guess you would say by, right. You know, it's like, because I think he's saying, you know, he's saying endure the, it's a gracious thing. So just, so yeah. So now we see from all those scriptures, we're basically told what we should look like at work. Um, work as unto the Lord, um, suffer for doing well, even to people that are unjust and not good, mm-hmm. good to you. Um, and adorning the doctrine of Jesus Christ himself by your actions. And so that's the command. That's, that's what we're supposed to look at. How? That's the question. Because so many of us look at our daily lives at, at work and we're like, man, I'm failing in every single one of the, not, maybe not every single one of those areas, hopefully not, but but yeah, we're we're failing to a certain degree um, with our attitudes towards people, with our attitude at work, and now we need to know the how. How do you how do you do this? Because is it as simply as going into work the next day and saying, you know what, I'm going to have a good attitude. I'm going to have it. Like you're just going to repeat it again and again. You know, I mean, that's that's not going to work. Um, maybe a day or two it'll work. Um, but that's, that's why we want to point you to the promises that we have in Christ. And we mentioned that last time, but we didn't really get the verse references. We kind of mentioned some of the promises that, you know, we always need to be faced, you know, pointed back to the promises we have in Christ. That's what empowers, um, the Christian walk is not who we are, but who Christ is. And because we are in Christ, we have been freed from sin. And because of the promises we have in Christ, that's we can put faith that God said. Because God said this, I can I can put faith in that and then go about my work. And, and, and then my striving is in faith. It has to be by faith. Anything that's not a faith is sin. Yep. So our striving apart from faith is sin. So that's where we're getting at. So let's look at these promises of where where we're supposed to draw this. And I'm going to go back to Titus 2 because I stopped. And I think that the second part right after that tells you the how. And I want you to notice, he doesn't say because you're great. He doesn't say because, oh man, you can do it. Um, just in your own strength, man, just you're, you're just a Christian that I can totally conquer everything. This is what he says. And I'm going to, I'm going to go back. A couple verses to reread. Bond servants are to be submissive to their own masters in everything. They're to be well-pleasing, not argumentative, not pilfering, not showing, uh, but showing all good faith, so that in everything they may adorn the doctrine of God our Savior. Okay. Why or how? For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions and to live live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age, waiting for our blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness and to purify for himself a people for his own possession who are zealous for good works. Man, Man, that is awesome. <laughs> That's such so, a good verse. 
So what does what does Paul say in Titus 2 is the source? What When he says, well, for, you know, he's like, okay, do this for what? The grace of God has appeared. First thing out of his mouth. Yep. And I love right after that. What does the grace of God do? Bring salvation for all people, for one. Um, two, it says it trains us. I love that. I love the way that's worded. Training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in the present age. Yeah, that you want to know, okay, well, okay, how do I, how do I work unto the Lord in the, in the workplace? Well, it, it ends and begins with the grace of God. Absolutely. Um, and if it's apart from that, and you said it really well, well, I should say it was inspired. So you didn't say, well, <laughs> God said it well of anything apart from faith is sin. So if you're doing it apart from faith, you're just going to come up short. Yeah. Every single time. Yeah, no, this this promise right here empowers us. It it when we look away from ourselves to Christ and say, Hey, he look look at the end of what I read. Um who talking about Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness and to purify for himself a people for his own possession, who are zealous for good works. Who redeemed us from lawlessness and purified us? Jesus. Right. We we, we didn't do that. And so the, the point is, is um, this isn't a, a theology that says go sit on your hands. It says actually go, go do these things because why? Well, because of the grace of God and the sacrifice of Christ. So it's not a theology that says sit on your hands. It's also not a theology that says pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Nope. Um, it's it's a well, it's a theology that says repent and believe. Um, and that's where it that's where you have to be at. That was so loud. <laughs> I, was say, I, hope, I hope you can hear that. I just <laughs> I just poured a drink uh, a drink over ice and it was it was it was thunderous. Wow. Yeah. It's the it's the coke it's fizzing a lot. Yep, yep. But anyways, put it um, up to the mic and it's like an ASMR episode. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I love in this one passage though, you have we're given, um, we're given righteousness, and then it also we're given pardon. Um, and you see that within just this this one pretty short passage of hey, it's the grace of God that gives you you know to quote a different passage, everything pertaining to life and godliness, right? And then you have, um, you know, Christ suffered and died to pardon you from from all ungodliness. Yeah, so why, why do this? Why be a good worker? How? Know that Christ has bought you. He's redeemed you for this purpose. That belief... That faith and who God and Christ is, is pointing away from yourself and to him. That's where you want to be. You don't want to be focusing on yourself and trying to, like you said, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. It's never going to work. Um, 
any religion can demand that, and all religions pretty much do. Um, they say, hey, go make yourself better. Hey, do, do, do. But the truth is, is you could be a Buddhist and be that. You could be a Hindu. You could be, you name it. Um, right. This is saying because of Christ and who he is and because you're in Christ, now you have the freedom to do this because you've been freed from slavery to sin. How do we get over sin? How do we conquer sin? Well, that's a deep subject that I don't that I don't have time to go into right now, and nor do I think I'm really qualified at this moment to do that. But um, I will say this: is we need to believe that we're no longer enslaved to it. Part of getting over sin is believing the promises of God that He has freed you from that sin, and calling upon the Lord to to honor that. I mean, how many times do we see saints in calling upon the Lord to come through with his promises. Oh yeah. I mean, it's throughout the Bible. You said, and so now I'm asking and God never forsakes us. He never lies. He always comes through. So I'm not saying that you're going to live a perfect life from here on out, but when you strive to put the, the sinful, you know, man to death as, as we will do as Christians, and we seek to grow in our sanctification. That's the basis. It's because God said. It's because he's given me all the spiritual blessings in Christ. He has said us, you know, um, what is that, Ephesians? That we are uh, uh, up in heavenly places. Help me out here. Totally forgetting. We have been know. seated. Um, Hold on. Yeah, yeah somebody uh, look that I up because I am totally not getting that right. Hold on. Wait, would um, you Google that real quick? <laughs> <laughs> Let's Google um, it. Hold on, can you say like the general, like give me a qu- quote part of it. Just part of it. Uh, in the heavenly places? Well, I mean, try that. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> it's Should've late. Been what he was saying. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's late and um, my mind's not exactly, I'm sorry. But that's not an excuse. But um, I had a thought I what, while you were, oh, you go ahead. You go ahead. Because if it's still what he's talking about. All right. This is Ephesians 2. And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among who we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. But God, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved, and raised us up with him, and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That's it. You was so close. You was trying to shorten it a little (laughs) bit. Yeah, he just tried to give you the message version. It was Ephesians. You're like, man, I don't know heavenly places. It was like, (laughs) heavenly places sounds like a song. (laughs) But... I was thinking when you were saying that is, um, and often I think people fall into this trap too of like when you're struggling with a major sin or Mm -hmm. things and you immediately go to, I think this is just a human mindset, immediately go to fixing it. And that's not always the wrong place, but it's like you go to, let me fix my problem before I go to, it's like, how often do you, are you going through a trial and you don't even pray about it until you reach right. like your end? Pretty much. You're like, I have, I can't do anything. It's like, 
you're not getting along with your boss at work you're struggling and you're you're being accused of all these things and your first um reaction might be let me go find a different position yeah or let me go find a different job instead of actually saying lord help me in this where do you want me to go what do do you want i'm not saying like don't leave your job if you're being mistreated we talked about that last time that's not the point but it does need to be everything we do needs to be in prayer and and we need to try and you know what he's saying in titus is we can actually adorn the doctrine of christ yeah and speaking of suffering in the workplace um you know, if you have like a maybe a cruel boss, something like that, you mind if I hammer it home with some more scripture real quick? I'm not going to argue over too much scripture, so. Sweet. All right. So I'm going to go back to First Peter chapter 2. We're going to start in 21. For this you have been called because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example so that you might follow in his steps. He committed no sin, neither was deceit found in his mouth. When he was reviled, he did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but continued entrusting himself to him who judges justly. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree, that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed, for you were straying like sheep, but have now returned to the shepherd and overseers of your souls. Man. That's Isaiah that's 53. Some, what? So that's Isaiah 53. Yeah. That's what he's pulling from there. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, is. dude. I'm yeah. glad you said that. That's really cool. I thought that just meant that we were always healed. <laughs> 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 sorry. Sorry. Uh, no, good. Good reference. That is really good. Yeah. Um. So, look, I, I don't think that we need to beat this thing in the ground too much. Um. We talked about it last time. This is part two. We just felt like um, last time we gave you a lot of the issues and stuff, but we never really hammered home the demands and the promises. So before we move on, do y'all have anything else you want to add? I see you I got have, your phone. I have one verse. Yeah, go, go for it. The, um, I'm going to read it out of the NASB too because I just think it words it better. Hey, man, yeah. whatever. You know, I, to me, there's only one version, but whatever. <laughs> 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 All right, let me go to the 1611. <laughs> uh, for this purpose, also, oh, this is uh, Colossians 129. And uh, for this purpose, also I labor, striving according to his power, which mightily works within me. Mm. So, uh, whose power? Yeah. yeah it's his not, power. Yeah. His power. Yeah. Yeah. His with a capital H. Yeah. I labor through his power. That's right. It's like, that's a good one. Christianity 101 right here. Like, this is the Christian's yeah. life, the Christian's you, walk. That, that verse literally sums up everything we just said. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, we labor. But it's it's through the the power that we ha- yeah. that we receive in Christ. It's it's all Christ. It's His power that He gives to us. That's right, for good works that were you know yeah. prepared beforehand for us. So, yeah, um, and so hopefully that's an encouragement to any guys listening that are, you know have a difficult work life, or maybe it just helps you to take joy in your work that you're working on the Lord, and that you can actually adorn the doctrines of Christ that you can actually adorn that and, and honor him and, um, seek to, to live within the promises that you've been, that we've all been given as Christians. Yeah. In a, in a thought I was thinking, I was listening to something this week that made me think on it a little bit is, um, God's providence is thinking like you're at the place you are because of, because of, uh, sorry, that board's just so loud. <laughs> 
hope you can hear that in the audio. But anyways, go ahead. Is you're at the place you are. And this is speaking to myself too. It's it's God's will. You're at the place you are. Right. And you should be working to glorify God through that. It's like as long as you're not, you know, obviously willfully sinning, it's like you are in God's will and you should be striving to glorify God through that. Right. It's like, and seeing as per, like, I don't think that you need to try and, um, um, dissect every single thing that goes on in your life to try and understand it. Because the truth is we can't because we're not God. But at the same time, we do need to realize that he is refining us, that he is teaching us, that he is all these things. He's working for our benefit and he's working for good and to make us look more like him. That's some of the scripture references that we've read. You know, we suffer that we may be more like Christ. So we can take confidence in all that, you know. Let's go to work and, and let's believe on Christ. Let's look to him and let's try to um, to, to grow in that. Um, I, I need that for sure, and I'm sure many other people do. But, okay, so that's, that's all we have to say about... Um, manhood um met, well let me say biblical manhood in the workplace um so let's move on to something else let's uh why don't we do y'all game are y'all game for uh is it manly or not yeah yeah let's yeah, do it one. all right who's drawing first uh, i think you should go first yep okay you ready yeah ready, yeah, ready. <laughs> all right is it manly to allow your girlfriend slash wife, fiance, whatever, um, to allow them to pluck your eyebrows? Is this a personal? <laughs> <laughs> Has it happened? Oh, yeah. This just happened the other day. To you? No. No. To you? Him. Were you not there? Hey, I, if it happened the other day, I already had that one written down. Oh, you did. This this was dude. That's such. Yeah, dude, oh, that's just, uncanny. That's potent. That's yeah. In in defense so, though, in defense, I would say hold on. It's, that is. By the way, great eyebrows. <laughs> 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 okay, okay. In defense, let me let me classify. She was trying to pluck all. Like was like, hey, I'll shape them, and I was like, no, that's that's not cool. Like. You can just pluck the, like, you know, unibrow's fine. Like, you can take care of that. But, like, you start shaping them, yeah. No, yeah, I'm going to say it depends. Cool. If it's, like, you know, if you got some wily eyebrows, and by the way. Yeah, nothing's wrong with I've that. got I'll some, keep. like, wily eyebrows, so I can say this. You got some. Yeah, I yeah. mean, dude, if, if you didn't trim those things up, you would be, like, that'd be a caterpillar crawling across <laughs> your forehead. I know. I'm fully aware. So, uh, I mean, yeah, if, if your, you know, girlfriend slash wife is, like, hey, Look, I'm not going to shape them. I'm not going to make you look like uh, a woman, but can I please just pluck some of these ones that are like 10 feet long? Like, and just help you 10 out feet? <laughs> That's amazing. That might be a record. <laughs> yeah. Hey, right? But you, okay. know, you know what I mean? So, so I would say in that case, no. But if, if it's like, you know, you're getting like the full treatment, like getting, yeah, that's, that's, not, okay. So, that's okay. here's, here's the thing is, by the way, if you haven't caught on, we're kind of, when we goof off with stuff like this, I hope nobody's getting too offended because, like, the thing is, is like all of us have like, like I've had my eyebrows plucked by my wife. Okay. I'm guilty. But is it manly? 
No. No. No, No, but I will say this. Man, it hurts sometimes. Yeah, it does. It's kind of, it's kind of, uh, I'm not going to say it's manly. It's not manly. 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 Man. Yeah, it's not. It's not manly. It's not. It's not. I feel like if you could get something motorized to to kind of weed whack it, you know, it's a little more manly. Like a trimmer? Like, like, yeah, like a... Like, like just a regular driver. I don't well, know. You want I mean, you want to take a gamble with a huge motor. So, well, you want to take a, a gamble, and I can get like a like a weed eater and just get really close. That's manly. Yeah, that would be more manly, like than a specific trimmer. That's like eyebrow trimmer. Like you, I don't you, already, know. I you mean, can you already know. picture the guy holding that one. Like it's not manly. Not manly. Sounds like a manscaped commercial already. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, the, yeah. the six point oh. Six point oh. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's got wow. seventy five attachments. <laughs> seventy five attachment. One for your ears. One for your nose. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yes. Let's, let's let's move on. <laughs> move on. Move uh, on. Who's going right, next? All right, I right, go. go. Trin's going next. All right. Is it okay? This is for people who they're if your conscience allows you to to consume alcohol in a way that is, you know, not sin, obviously. I think I thought about okay, go ahead. Yeah, I think I know what you're yeah, saying. Yeah. Is it mainly to to drink like fruity fruity drinks or, or I'll even bring it to seltzers like like truly's and stuff. Okay. So no doubt I was gonna write down as one of those questions that I was gonna put in the jar was gonna be is it manly to ever drink a bear claw? What what is that what they're called? White claw. White, White claw, claw, see. Bear claws the like yeah. pastry. Yeah. <laughs> if you're drinking, drinking those, that's that, disgusting. That yeah, would be manly. Like, that would be manly. <laughs> Just like, <laughs> like a straw. Just Put it in a bullet thing with some with some raw <laughs> eggs in the morning. Get my protein in. Yeah, you're right. A bear claw is a pastry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so fruity or drinks. An actual claw. Fruity drinks. Yep. Um yeah, um, I'm going to go, is it manly? Uh, no. I'm it, no, The seltzers, not. man, I can't, look, I can't go there. I'm sorry. It just screams woman to me. I, I'm I'm going to, like, I've drank quite a few of those type of drinks. No, I have too. Actually, and all of us have because I know you have what's, too. What's funny is they. I've never drank a seltzer. No, not no, a seltzer, no, but a fruity drink. Just fruity drinks in general. And they're oh, good. Yeah. Nothing's wrong with them. Oh, they're, they're fantastic. Good. And in certain instances, like okay, on a beach, you know, things like that, like they're I, they're fitting. Uh, but yeah, it does no, depend it's, on. It's the It's not mainly though. Like when they if they bring you okay. a drink and it's got like a. I went like, on a cruise last time <laughs> and I got one because I was on a cruise yeah, with and my wife and that wasn't unmanly because see it fit the context. Yeah, but yeah, if you yeah. go into like well, I was also separated from but, anybody who knew me. So but I'm saying it still did, <laughs> still did. Like, but it wasn't unmanly. Think of think of you sitting there holding this holding this class. You know, it's got a weird shape to it. Got a little umbrella coming out of it. Like, there's no way you can drink that. Man. So, are you are you saying that any drink for a man with an umbrella in it is already deemed unmanly? Dude, your yeah. your drink when we went to Tulsa had the umbrella in it. Did it? Yes, it did. It, but was it manly? Probably it, not, dude. It literally was like it had three ingredients. It was like, yeah, I would say that was a manly drink. It didn't have an umbrella in it. Yeah. It did, did it have? Did it oh, have the ice? Had a oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that's yeah, what it, was. it did. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it was. It was a manly drink. It was a. Was it slushy form? No. It was no. no it was no, a no, Manhattan. No, no. It was yeah. Yeah. It was a Manhattan. Yeah. Okay. It's it's a yeah. It's like pretty much just alcohol. 
<laughs> There's no might, fruit in it. That might be a whole other issue. <laughs> just yeah. straight rubbing alcohol. But no, it was mainly it was straight but, rubbing but alcohol. Here, here's what I'll say. I think it depends on. I think on the beach and on a cruise, I think it's completely fine. But it's fine, but, but, but you it go, still doesn't but, make it manly. I'm, but I'm not going to say it's unmanly either. What's un, what's, what's un, no, but what's unmanly <laughs> is if you were to go into like, you know, like you're going to those type of bars where you go like play pool at and stuff like that. And it's like smoky in there from all like the cigarette and cigar smoke. And everybody's drinking like bourbon and beer. And then you pull out like your little stinking fruit. Like that's unmanly. Yeah. Like, yeah, you, my, yeah, okay. yeah you're going to get beat up for doing that. Okay. Confession time. I used to drink nothing but like, okay. When I was really young, like 21, 22, I hated beer, like a lot. Yeah, and I so used to not like beer at all. This is, can't believe I'm about to admit this because it's so unmanly. Um, <laughs> this is like true confession <laughs> time. Um, so, like, if guys from work, I, I, all right, you know, wh- whether you go out and drink with guys from work or not, whatever, I'm not getting into all that. Okay, I wasn't even a Christian at this time anyway, but they they knew I did not like beer, but after work, they would all go buy beer and drink and just sit around and just drink uh, a couple beers with each other. And one of the guys actually came out. This ones that used to it outside the parking lot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we would walk right outside the back gate of the work job. See, okay. We drove trucks for a living. I'm not going to name the company. And we literally go right outside the gate and drink beer. Okay, so look, except for you, I'm not except for me because why? Because the guys would buy me wine coolers. <laughs> that's that's so, so yeah, man, that's so bad. So they, they'd be like, here you go. They make we, fun of you for it. They would pick on me a little bit, but rightfully so. I have my strawberry daiquiri wine cooler. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, uh, yeah, that's pretty funny. Yeah, man. Yeah, so manly? No, no, not manly. It's sometimes acceptable. I would, I would, I would say not manly, situational. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I would say, like, you have to be like out there on a ship in the middle yep. of the ocean. That's yep, and possibly a beach scenario. Yep, that's why I said situational. Yeah. All right, Matt, go ahead. What you got? I'm gonna pick one. Let me think. All right. <laughs> Is it manly to give it to us? All right. Is it manly to own a small dog? Mm. Mm, no. Like you're not planning on kicking it. Yeah, no, like no, it's like, like you actually love this dog yeah. <laughs> like by yourself like this isn't a family dog not a family dog that you can get by you oh, like, ah, it's, you it's, by my, it's my daughter's no. why not just buy a cat well, why not we, just have we, a cat we, instead? we could get into that is there mainly don't absolutely cat? Uh, okay hold on but we're not going to bring that it's one it's now. it's got a okay if you're getting a dog and you're a dude and you're you're by yourself this thing's got a it's got a way at least Say forty pounds, maybe thirty-five. Anything below that, with there are some exceptions. There, I know there's some beagles out there that can kind of on the smaller side, and beagles are fine. But if it yaps instead of barks, it's not manly. That's that's the line I'm gonna draw. If it yaps instead of barks, I think I'd rather see a man with a ferret. 
I don't even know what that <laughs> what that has to do with anything. <laughs> because I don't know. Yeah, if I've ever seen one of you. I I don't know. Just something he would man. know. He used to have ferrets. Do you used to have ferrets? I man, they were disgusting. You got sold. Yeah, it's sold out. It's a past story, man. <laughs> a lot of things. There. You drink your daiquiris and go. <laughs> man, it was really cool watching them things run around and figure things out, how to get into, you know, they were really smart and all that. But, man, it was really cool watching them while drinking my strawberry daiquiri. <laughs> man. They never bothered you in your bubble bath. So. But you know what? <laughs> Wrong. Epsom salt. <laughs> <laughs> no. He said on the bottle, it was a foamy bath. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bath bomb in there. Mm-hmm. They didn't have those back then. Did they not? So you uh, use them, are you admitting to using them now? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. No. You looked for them back then. They, they weren't out yet. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was, I was yeah, prophetic. I knew they were coming. No, I, I don't know. Um, uh, so a small dog. I'm saying no, not I, I, no. I I want to say no. I'm trying to think of any small dogs that could be cool, but the smallest one I can think of that's cool is a beagle. That's that's all I can. That's the best I can do. I really and look. I hope nobody's offended by useless. this, but I'll be honest with you. I I cannot stand small dogs. Oh, they're terrible. No, yeah, they're are you kidding awful. me? They're yeah. awful. Yeah, we might just lost some people there, but yeah. I I mean it's fine. You might have the one. It's like I've no. known like, and and even the sweet ones I've ever like where you're like, oh, they like you know they're nice. They're still not. They're still not cool. Like puppies just, are cool. Yeah, all puppies are yeah, cool. I mean, yeah. Same thing with kittens. Kittens. Yeah, it's are like cool. all babies. But are then cute they get like, they grow up. That's <laughs> true. Then there's some people you're okay, like, I want to like, throat punch. I've never been a cat person in my life, mm, and yet, like now that I have a family with girls in the house, obviously I have my wife, and they love cats. They brought in. I've got two cats in the house now. And I will say this. One of them I actually like. Yeah, but that because he but acts like a dog. You you like him because he doesn't do anything. and you, He just chills. Yeah. Um, yeah, he doesn't like The other around. cat that someone gave to us. Yeah. Um, unnamed person. <laughs> unnamed person that's sitting across the table from me. That thing is wild. It's torturing us in the middle of the night right now by opening all the doors. <laughs> Like just, that, sudden, that like really loud like <laughs> it's, just it it's like, like man shaking the door we down. have the handles where she can jump up and grab them and like she's just opening all the doors in the middle of the night it's so annoying it's, it's awful i remember when we first started hanging out um going over to your place when you know you still lived in a different town and that cat was crazy then and i think it's just gotten crazier yeah, well, it was crazy for a reason. <laughs> well, it's crazy for a reason now. Yeah, just different reason. Yeah, no, now it's just like. I as don't a, know. Well, what's funny is that cat as a kitten, which I didn't buy it, didn't get it. It was just left at my place. Like I couldn't do anything. Oh, about so it. I got a hobo cat. Yeah, pretty much. You gave me a hobo cat for my kids, but as a <laughs> as a kitten, it no was like psychotic. Fine, it was quiet. It just would like kind of lay around, do its own thing. But man, like as soon as it started getting older, like it turned into a little demon. Yeah, for <laughs> to those. So a hobo demon possessed cat. That's what you gave me. I, I think so. Well, and what's crazy is this thing meows like no cat I've ever heard before. Like this, it's nuts. 
like it talks to it like legit like you start talking to it and it like it will talk back. back. Yeah, it's weird. It is the weird yeah. man. Right. I'm starting to be convinced that this cat is possessed. Yeah, I think it's right here, right now. Yeah. So yeah. So no, no fruity drinks unless you're on a beach or on a cruise ship. No small dogs, with the exception of maybe like a small beagle or something like that. And then, um, what was the well, other one? Why, why is beagles an exception? Because beagles are cool, are like hunting dogs a lot of times. Like they're, yeah. they're kind of. I cool. was I was just wondering. Your like they're like, not, and they don't yap. Again, it's, I mean, it's dogs who yap. Technically, that's true. Dachshunds were breeded to hunt down badgers. Well, okay, but, but here's the thing: a, is but they're evil. No, 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 like no, no, terrible no. dogs. Here's the thing: Doc, like the big dachshunds, like the not the miniature, the big ones. I could, I could. What big one are you talking about? No, Dad. There's miniature dachshunds. And I then know. There's, yeah, I grew up with. I, I know you do. Yeah. There's a difference between those. Though. Like one of them, I could say, all right, like all right, maybe you just. For some reason, you want to wean. They have short little stubby legs. Yeah, they do. But the miniature ones, yap. Uh, do the do the bigger ones? Yeah, yeah, they yeah. All they yap. all yap, man. They still yap. Okay. And and like, so what's funny is the most most of the times I've been in a situation where I thought I was going to get bit by a dog, or did get bite by bit by a dog, was little dogs. Oh yeah. Like I've never once been attacked by a big dog. The only time there was one time I went and. Uh, so my parents were like, hey, why don't you go say hi to the new neighbors? We had new people that moved in next door. I was pretty young. <clears throat> and I was already kind of shy doing that. I go over there and I knock on the door. And I hear their dog barking on the other side of the door. And all of a sudden, they open up the door and this thing launches out. It was one of those little small poodles. Well, I say small. I mean, it was probably about, you know, I mean, foot, foot and a half tall, whatever. It wasn't like just tiniest dog in the world but it was pretty small thing launches up and latches onto my leg first thing I before i can even mean. say hi to these people you're like holding, up, holding like a pan of brownies <laughs> man if, if i would have had a pan of brownies that would have smoked that dog with them <laughs> i i had nothing they grabbed the dog but dude i i just i turned around and like i had blood just going down my leg and when i got home i mean it was it was bad like, yeah. it was a bad bite. Like, that dog took every bit of me that it could. <laughs> like, and from then on, like, I really hate poodles. Yeah. Like, I hate them. Like, poodles everybody's like... good-looking dogs. Like, they're not even... Why, yeah, why have them? Yeah, I agree. Like, anything... The only time they look good is when they're bred with something else, like yeah. golden doodles and stuff like that. Yeah, and I see, I can't even... See, like, I know a lot of people love golden doodles, and because of the... Because of the doodle part, <laughs> I, 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 I don't like them. <laughs> I don't like them, man. I'm afraid they're gonna attack my leg. <laughs> well, well, I know, I know, uh, I know a guy. He cracks me up. He, uh, he doesn't like any like doodle dogs, a Labrador, the ones that that are really puffy around the face, you know, curly hair. And he's like, look at their eyes. It's just black and lifeless. It's like, it's like a demon possessed dead dog. <laughs> like look around. I at can you. believe that. And it's it's and, and he pointed it out to me, and it's kind of true actually. I can kind of sympathize with people who don't like him. Yeah, I thought you were going somewhere. Like I thought you were just gonna keep on giving detail about something. Yeah, I nope. was like I was like, how deep is this? <laughs> no, <Nope>. no, <laughs> nope, that was it. I thought you were about to go into like a deep like we're not allowed to breed dogs. <laughs> Biblically speaking, <laughs> you're not allowed to have a dog. 
Yeah. They're an unclean animal. <laughs> yeah. Start start mixing them with the wrong kind. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh. Yeah, man. Where are we going? We just this? lost so many people off of this <laughs> yeah, one bit. It's fine. it's fine. Yeah. I guess we should probably go ahead and close out. It's getting late. Yeah. Because you're a grandpa. That's fine. Well, I was meaning it's getting late as in podcast oh, time. Hey, we also, yeah, it is. I mean, well, we're about right on time. But um, we lose an hour tonight. Oh, we do. Oh, you're right. Mm. Mm. That's all right. All right. That being said. Yeah, you just told everybody when we're recording. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, you, you think that we record this like, the day of and it's posted live. Uh, no, <laughs> no, no. We could. All we right. gotta get it. We gotta get ahead. All right, all right. We're out. Should we do.